0: speaker and as with my uh, webinar on textiles this one I curated with a definite idea in mind I wanted somebody somebody who had a lot of authority like Dr. Deglurkar to talk about the spiritual uh, philosophy behind the temples to tell you that a temple is not just a brick and mortar structure but there is a greater theme there's a greater dream behind it it's a way we connect ourselves to the divine And then I wanted uh, people to give you a brief overview of the Dravida style of architecture and Kalinga style of architecture. I would have liked to session on Nagara style of architecture also, but unfortunately we had only half a day. So, you know, as I said, a lifetime is not enough to devote yourself to the temple. So please forgive me for what I've left out. And I wanted to leave people with a positive note, which has happened with the textile webinars also. See, we talk a lot about what we had. We all know we had a very glorious past. We had a lot of beauty. We had a lot of spirituality. We had a lot of uh, ways in which that was a part of our day-to-day life. But the point is, why cannot we... Why cannot we reclaim it? Why cannot we reclaim our, our sacred spaces and once again make them a part of our day-to-day socio cultural life? Why should we leave our temples only for the time when we go for a darshan and go inside and pray for two minutes and come out? Why cannot our temples be once again what they used to be, as all the speakers have said, as the institutions that patronize music, dance, performing arts, schools, lectures, our temples a nucleus of the socio cultural life of the hindu society and we can easily reclaim it it doesn't require a lot of uh, effort or a lot of uh, paperwork to the governments how we can do it is something that somebody who is trying somebody who's been doing it very successfully she is the person who is best placed to talk about it and that person is Vijay Lakshmi Vijay Kumar a very, very multifaceted personality. Uh, we all know her as uh, akka So Vijay, Lakshmi, Vijay Kumar. she plays a lot of roles. She's a Bharatnatyam dancer. She's a trained pilot. She's the director of Center of Soft Power. She's the founder secretary of Heritage, a not-for-profit trust based in Bangalore. Heritage Trust conducts two annual well-known festivals in Bangalore, Gudiya Samrama and Srishti Samrama, the Earth Mother Festival. Recently, she started a third festival that was started in 2018, and it was a heritage drive. It was a 1,100-kilometer motorsport rally that took participants uh, in a nice uh, little uh, treasure trail of heritage temples. She loves storytelling, and she has been in the thick of this movement to reclaim our spaces, to reclaim our sacred spaces, and make temples once again a part of our everyday life.
1: Over to you, Vijay Namaskar, Guru uh, Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwarha, Guru Saakshat, Paraprahma, Tasmay Shri, Gurave Venamaha. Thank you very much, uh, Indic Academy and uh, Shefali for inviting me. Uh, you know, to share my thoughts on just, you know, Rama Priya Seva or the Anil Seva that we have done. Uh, I am in no position to say I have saved anything. You know, when you say Sanatana spaces, to me, it means not only the sacred temples, but it also means the ashrams, the matas, our forests, our trees, our gochalas, the elephants, their stables, and truly all creation. And what are we saving it from, and who are we saving it from, and why? These are the questions that come to my mind. Personally, I think that uh, we have to redeem these sacred spaces from ourselves our malaise and our attitudes we can no longer blame thousand years of invasion colonization etc cetera, etc cetera, which is you know very normal in our conversations uh, i think it's high time we start taking responsibility and each person who calls themselves an indian a resident of bharata or whose ancestry originated from this soil or even one who has benefited from knowledge or any tradition from this soil has to share in caring and nurturing this ancient heritage and culture and her sacred spaces. It does not matter what system of worship you follow, whether the person is a theist, an atheist, a ritualist, an intellectual, an academician. If we are human and we have any connection of any sort to this land, or her culture, it is, I think, our responsibility to uphold her sacred spaces and to protect her heritage and culture, for their origin is buried in this hoary antiquity, and this knowledge and the richness that it is embedded is priceless to the welfare of not just our country, but of humanity, spiritual, not religious. I guess this has to change. I find this dialogue is becoming more and more, more and more common with people who especially turn themselves educated, intellectual, and uh, I mean, this is a certain brand of people. You know, I, I very often, you know, when we have the festival, I hear people say, oh, you know, it's been 25 years since I stepped into the temple. And then I'm thinking, hello, you know, you belong to this land and this is your sacred space and you should be here. And you should actually be doing something to take care of it. Anyway, so that dialogue has to change. No, I remember when I was young, my mother telling me once, she said, she said, there are a lot of tradition and there's a lot of culture in our country. See, she was just a school graduate, but she educated herself, reading, listening to lectures, going to Swamiji's, you know, doing a lot. She said there is a lot of tradition, a lot of rituals, a lot of little pujas, etc., that are happening. She said none of these are harmful. She said, you have to think and get the answers yourself as to why it's being done. Because I hear a lot of things, oh, what is the significance of this? I don't know. Because we are becoming a non-thinking society. I think we really need to start thinking. Because the moment we start thinking, instead of just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, the answers will come to us.
0: We I'm
1: not seeing anything on the screen. Have you not shared your screen or video? Uh, I will share
0: it when it's needed Uh, Shefali, thank you Okay, but right now you don't want to see because right now I'm seeing just a black screen so you don't want to share your video as well Are you seeing me or not? No, I'm not I don't know, why is that?
1: We are seeing her uh, Shefali ji, we are seeing her
0: Oh, you are seeing her? Okay, fine Uh, In that case, send must be some problem from my end Okay, I'm sorry, continue Okay.
1: So where was I? So anyway, so she said that, you know, we should analyze. So it, it is, all this is within us. So it's just a matter of analyzing. And uh, if we analyze, we'll know that a visit to a temple is quite significant. If not for anything else, just look at the beauty of the temple. And when you look at beauty, it's, it's actually connecting to the inner being in us. You know, when Krishna says in the 10th chapter that I am beauty of the beautiful. So there is so much in our culture and heritage that we just need to take a couple of minutes and think about it before we dis you know we disregard it or we just or you know the whole thing about uh, you know bhakti marga and we are all jnana marga kind of things. I don't want to go into that, but these are all things that we have to think about because it's the people who are supposedly intellectual who have to start thinking about how we actually have to redeem ourselves by nurturing our temples. So now can I have the first slide, please? And I have to tell you one thing. Avayar, who was a seer, great seer, she said, uril kudi which means do not live in a town where there is no temple. Do you think she would, she was a mere ritualist who said that? She had great knowledge and understanding. So now let's just look. I have to go through this slide. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, even though i know people have spoken about it this is i people need to know why why we started with uh, gurudya samrama so the temple was the center of life in the community before and when i said center of life it meant that all life revolved around the temple so that meant that our lives were centered around a dharmic place so it was the home to learning there were patashalas there were vidvat There was visual arts and fine arts, literature, architecture, temple sciences. And then they would also stage night long performances in temples, which were revolved around the stories of God. So this is how it passed on to the next generation. And then, of course, there are still one or two temples that still have, you know, in uh, Karnataka, where even judicial uh, arguments are settled in the temple. Because once you agree to what they say, then you have to do it. And uh, then, of course, what has happened now? And then the role of the temple was very important because they supported Goshalas. There were Nandanavanas, which had trees that were worshipped and they were nurtured, and they were all trees that belonged to that specific area. So, if you look at the sthalavriksha of each tree in a different area, it will be a different tree, it will not be the same. And then, of course, the Kalyanis conserved water. And it was amazing, a couple of years back, you know, one of the themes of our festival was uh, sacred animals. And we noticed that 17 of the sanctuaries, fish sanctuaries in Karnataka are either maintained by temples or by ashrams. In fact, uh, the Shringeri Mutt has a four kilometer long uh, uh, fish sanctuary that it maintains on the Tungabhadra River, where there are many fish that are uh, going extinct. And then of course, you know, it has facilities for pilgrims. I mean, the slide is there. I don't think I need to talk about that. But what has happened to temples now? Temples now have become places where only the ritual aspect of our dharma takes place. Very few have Vedapatashalas. Very few have Goshalas. There's no arable land left to help the temple. There's no support for music, dance, literary works or art. And there are no longer the rules that were laid down for the maintenance of even the animals of the temple are no longer followed. So, whether it's the cattle or the elephants or the horses that belong to a temple, no longer are we following it. So, when we started looking at all these aspects, we started thinking. When I say we, we had a trust that we registered in 1994 when we first started with doing. Uh, Workshops for children and then we moved on since the three of us were in the working committee. We moved on to doing uh, workshops for performing artists. And then, you know, once we had a lot of discussion about temples and the situation of temples, etc., etc., it was more complaining than, uh, you know, anything positive. Finally, we said, I said, I think we are falling into the category of armchair activists. Or today, sometimes there are many who are uh, internet activists. I said, we have to do something in the real world. And so we said, okay, so what is it we should do? You know, it was uh, quite difficult to think of something to do where we could actually bring people to come to the temples who are not the ones who are the regular, you know, two-minute people who ran in there to, you know, just kind of have this good relationship saying, you know, Bhagavan, come give me this or whatever the uh, relationship is. It, It is that they have so we said okay let us um, since we were all also artists and i believe that art brings art and we thought this is the way that people will come very easily so we said okay let's do a temple festival and you know we were in we are in the habit of you know making all these plans and uh, you know on paper and not really worrying about how we'll get funded how we are actually doing it but um, Somehow, you know, with Tishwara's grace, we have managed it for uh, 12 years now. So we said, okay, let us do this temple festival. We said, let us celebrate. Because otherwise, you know, we all know all the negative aspects of everything. I said, let's make, a, make it a celebration. So we said, okay, let's call it Gudiya Sambrama. Because we are in Karnataka, Gudi means temple. Sambrama, of course, everybody knows. And so we said, let's do... And I said, okay, there are some temples where, you know, the government runs these uh, dance festivals. Where, you know, there's actually no connection between the temple and the performance because it's just that the venue is used for this performance. So we said, okay, let us set ourselves apart. We have to do something different. So we said, okay, let us make our, our festival thematic. When we say thematic, we do not ask the artist to perform on that theme because... Uh, that is confining to an artist, but we do request them and tell them that this is the theme. So it would be great if you could do something that is related to the theme. So we said okay, and we said uh, we have to do temples that are at least three hundred years old. So all those are all those come under the control of the Mujrai Department, which fortunately has been renamed to Hindu Dharma Datiilake. So we said okay, and. Uh, we went and, you know, it, it's it's a big process to get permissions. So Shefali said, it's very easy. It's really not easy. The, temp- the the whole journey has been, very often it has been that, okay, this is it. We can't do it anymore. But uh, somehow it has gone on. You know, they call it Prasuti Vairagyam or Smashyana Vairagyam. And we say we won't do it and then just start again. And uh, so we started and uh, we made it thematic. So the themes that we take are also what I consider very sacred to us. We've done sacred trees, we've done sacred animals, sacred mountains, sacred water, sacred sounds. And then we've done the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Srimad Bhavalmiki Ramayana. When I say we take a theme, we do a lot of research and we put out posters on the theme. So we have, for example, you know, when we, we urban uh, the, our whole program is in an urban setting and we hardly even know our trees. So we actually even bring saplings and place it there and uh, we put details of the sapling we put the cultural significance uh, we also have a religious significance when i say sacred trees it doesn't mean only a few it means everything is sacred to us but we can't bring all the trees there so we at least put we put out only trees that are native to india and then we put out material so we actually research and then we put out what is simple enough for anybody in the temples to read when the first time we put it out i was thinking oh god we have spent so much time energy effort and funding on this are people going to actually look at it but i was amazed that there were people who are actually reading taking photographs and over the years people have been asking us could you make a book of this i hope you know at some point we can and then we have two sections to our festival we have what is the whole festival is curated uh see this is another problem in india our uh, performing arts uh in many places are not curated uh, So the casual dancer who does this for a hobby, you know, dances one day in the week. And the committed artist who is a professional, who is performing, you know, dancing or practicing for eight to 10 hours a day, they both get slotted in the same uh, uh, space. So we said we shouldn't do that. So we uh, we have different categories that we have. We have the invited artists where we bring some who are famous because, you know, we need to build the audience. And then we also have the uh, applicant artists and anybody who applies, we definitely give them a theme, the theme of our, uh, perform, our uh, festival. We expect them to write a 500 word essay on that. If they don't write it, we don't even look at their application. Then we have a group who looks at all the videos. We ask them to, uh, we tell them we don't need anything except your video because we need to see what you do. And so we are pretty, we are pretty strict at bringing good art. And what is nice is the audience is a cross-section of society of all age groups from all different backgrounds also, right? From the flower seller to the person who looks after your shoes to the connoisseur of art to the temple goer to the simple bhatta. Everybody is there in the audience. And what is most uh, wonderful is the small children because now in sabhas you no longer see small children. Here now you see little children are also there. And then we also have what is called a Nitya Kainkaryam. That is a very special thing that is done within the temple. See, we we erect a main stage. So we normally do around five to nine weekends. And so it will be the number of uh, weekends will be normally the number of main stages. But if there are like in, in our area in Baswan Gudi, there are about eight temples in this area. So we have performances within all these temples before we start on the main stage. So that becomes that many more involvement of that many more artists, that many more people, because we want this to be a movement. And uh, when we have the theme, we also look at who we should call to inaugurate. It. Like we had one called <coughs> Sacred Flowers. And we, so we invited those vendors who have been giving supplying uh, flowers to the temple to come and inaugurate it. <coughs> And it was such a touching thing when, you know, they were speaking of how for 30 years they've been making the flowers for these temples. And, you know, I was actually watching once and that's when I thought of this because I was watching in a temple after Nabi Shekha when the flower, when the, the one who supplies the flower was standing outside and telling the Vadiyar mama, no, 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 that one is meant for this, uh, for the Devi. And when he put it on the Devi, it was the exact measurement. He didn't have to make an adjustment. He didn't have to cut. You know, I was amazed at that. And then I spoke to the flower vendor. He said that he had been supplying for 30 years. And then his father, you know, it was like a parampara that had come down. And for them, it was the service of it. And that that bond with the temple more than anything else. So when I, for that whole uh, that whole festival, every temple we had them come and inaugurate. You know, in each of the temple we supplied the flowers. So they were absolutely thrilled about it. So when we did, and now, you know, we have also started having small talks on the theme. So when we did water, we had a scientist come and speak from uh, Indian Institute of Science about the role of water in our society and, you know, the role of water in lives. So I think now we'll play a small video. Uh, Why I'm playing this video? I see, uh, uh, I was requested that I should bring... uh, photographs but i was just looking uh it's 12 years and they wanted it year by year that's talking 500 photographs and i said i really can't uh, sift through 500 photographs even if i take one picture from each day that would have come to this so i'm going to play a video uh in case you find it's too long we'll, we'll just stop it and i'll continue to speak so we'll just play a video now
2: I'm sorry, it's just taking a minute.
3: Just one
4: sec-
1: Heritage is a not-for-profit non-government organization that was registered in the year 1994. Our organization is all about the preservation, dissemination of our heritage and culture, which includes our natural heritage and our cultural heritage. We started this festival, Gudiya Samrama, in October 2010, and started with the whole big festival in the January of 2011, and now every year it runs from the end of January to the first week of March every weekend across Bangalore in uh, eight to nine venues and about 21 to 22 temples. for uh, artists who are upcoming but for whom this is a profession. Artists that apply and then we have artists who we invite for the performance.
3: I was quite thrilled and I had a very good darshan and uh, the ambience is great here and I really enjoyed performing. Especially in Bangalore because it's so much of culture and people are so educated about the
4: music. An Amazing sound system, beautiful lights and this very very amazing natural setting. So it's one of the best things that has happened to us in recent times. The way it's organized, the way the whole thing is put together and people's interest and the venues they have selected for this wonderful festival, really, really praiseworthy. I mean, any amount of words is, is going to fall short.
3: Selecting the theme uh, Ganga was very unique because not many compositions are there on Ganga in Ganga Deshwaran.
4: Samgramba festival before, but uh, this is really a great opportunity for me that I've been invited this year 2015. By uh, Vijay Lakshmi Ji, and uh, it's a really a great honor for me to be here and such an auspicious stage. The audience was so cool and they were so energetic that I received their energy and I could perform. And I'm really happy that everyone liked my
1: performance. And hope to be in Bangalore once again next time. This year, in fact, we have a scientist who's been here from uh, the Indian Institute of Science come and speak about water in every one of our venues on one day. It's like this year we have a Kalyani because of theme is water. Kalyani is a temple tank.
0: It's one of the best uh, ventures that's happening in the country to promote uh, uh, or to rather uh, you know inform uh, youngsters about our culture. For us as artists it's a great experience to perform uh, in this kind of a divine setting. Connect the architecture and architectural heritage with cultural, with the dance and the music. So it's a great thing that um, this festival uh, is happening in Bangalore and people are uh, in large numbers coming to watch the classical dances were housed initially originally in the temples and it's a great feeling to be performing in this festival. It creates a completely different kind of energy. We have found that it's very exciting
1: to be performing for people Who may not actually normally come to you and uh, you know to see you perform in an auditorium. So I think it's a wonderful idea. backgrounds, men, women, children, educated, uneducated, the flower vendor, the lady who takes care of your footwear in the temple, all of them enjoying what is going on.
4: I've
3: been performing in this Gudiya Samprama festival since it started, I think. We need to see that our tradition is kept intact, and uh, in this regard, this Udiya Sambrama office-bearers are doing a great job, not only doing the festival, and it has been uh, giving encouragement and uh, good opportunities to young artists. Also senior artists are coming and performing. The way they conduct the festival, very systematic. The stage, the sound, the light, everything is very good. I hope this gudiya samrama will spread all over karnataka and uh, yes. makes a big name in coming years
0: bangalore as it is very rich in culture so it's
1: always a pleasure
0: to perform in bangalore because the crowd there are very well known about music and classical art forms so you really need to prepare
2: yourself well.
0: The ambience is very good work for more auspicious than performing in a temple
1: So the feeling was very good the energy was very good of the stage
4: Today we are so glad to be a part of this festival because it's a temple festival.
0: about two incarnations of Lord Vishnu.
4: One is Krishna and one is Narsimha.
0: The kind of people who came for
1: this festival were very young kids, young children and their mothers who were mostly homemakers and there were teachers and there were uh, uh, working professionals, uh, you know, who work in corporate companies and then there and were senior citizens who were so fond of music. All their uh, worries, um, all their problems. You know, they're just here. You know, they're just enjoying the uh, present. I mean, that's what I can say.
0: Sangeet Natak Academy Yuva Puraskar idu Rashtra Prashasti Siddare
1: Prashant Shyamvaru Tamma Kathak Dritiyakagi. <laughs>
4: And this little kid, I think they were the main motivation factor for me. I think we should clap for them. To, they are so, uh, I would say, receptive. I was so happy to have them in the audience.
2: Uh-huh.
0: What we really get from the government, they are trying, but what we get from them is is, is hardly anything. You know, it probably covers just one venue out of the nine venues. and So funding is a huge, huge challenge for
2: us. <laughs>
1: temple before we start on the main stage we have one performance within the temple which we call the Sangeeta Nritya Kainkaryam. Dancers just love it and in Koramangla, the Lashwa uh, space and the Radha Kalpa dance company did a beautiful thing where they brought their littlest ones which are, who are between five and seven to come and uh, chant slokas within the temple and then, of course, they did their little offering of uh, a small uh, dance loka, Angikam Bhuvanam And it was such a joy to see these beautiful little children in these heritage spaces dressed up in the most wonderful traditional manner. You know, on one of the days, we definitely have traditional games. And it's such a wonderful thing to see all these little children and their grandmothers sitting together and playing program runs in several temples across Bangalore. We have tried to choose temples that are over 300 years old, but in some areas, of course, we don't have that kind of uh, old heritage space. Our whole festival is a coming together of heritage, culture, nature, all in sacred spaces. In this day and age, I think we need the silence of the temples because art does bring that silent space within you even though it's from outside. It somewhere brings that silence within you. this has kind of summed up everything that we have done. And uh, so we'll. I'll just move next to uh, everybody. Okay, there are a couple of, you can just keep seeing the slides. See, what we actually try is to bring various forms of art and we bring them from across the country. We had one group that came from an ashram in Majuli who performed satariya. It was just amazing to see the dedication with which they had the art. And uh, like I said, put the next slide please yeah so we have this uh, we have traditional way of planting the trees in all the temples of course now in the 12 years that we've done it there's no place to plant trees anymore so wherever we can we, we plant but we always bring uh, saplings and you know we have uh, posters that we put out I told you about the posters and we try to go to the last bit of detail where we you know we even dress up the uh, the planters that we keep with uh, the colors that are related to whoever the god is that is related to that plant. And uh, so, you know, it, it it adds for the experience of the people there. Next slide, please. So we have made it a point that, you know, at least one, uh, on one day of the uh, festival, mostly we do it on the Sunday in the afternoon, we have uh, then bring uh, traditional uh, Indian games and uh, it's it's wonderful to see children, grandparents, uh, you know, everybody sitting there and enjoying the uh, traditional uh, board games because there is a lot of value systems that are there in the traditional board games also. Next slide please. So we try to involve the community in whatever way we can. So this past year we had all of them coming and painting the Rangoli in the temples. And then we light a lot of lamps of course, the vadhyar mamas are always involved. And we, in one of the temples, we had all the Vahanas painted. Next slide, please. So this past year, we thought that, okay, now that we have done the performing arts, we thought we should bring in uh, the art also into the temple. Because I noticed that in many galleries, the traditional art gets left out. So we created an art gallery in the temple. We have tried to keep whatever we do, to the best of our ability to be done in a very uh professional manner so we brought uh, we had somebody come and put up uh, you know the gallery type uh, boards with lights on every painting and it was amazing you know at first i was wondering how are we going to manage uh you know to get this many paintings but after that you know we, i found that we had to tell people we are sorry this is as much as we can do so we said when it's in a temple we have to do something different so we requested the temple We brought out all the Vahanas and we put the uh, pictures, we mounted some of the paintings on the Vahanas. So, you know, it gives that uh, difference to having it in a temple versus somewhere else. So now all these painters have told us, please let us know the theme next year. So we'll start painting right away. So this will definitely be a part of our, uh, uh, you know, program also. Can we have that video? This is just a one. No, not this, the video. So that was really short. Anyway, so now and uh, then we start. We started thinking about you know how to bring different kinds of people into this whole. Uh, next slide. Uh, how to bring different people from different backgrounds, and uh, many people ask us, "Oh, why don't you do these programs in uh, temples out of Bangalore?" But it's it's quite difficult to do that, uh, you know, considering that we are three people running this whole uh, event. And uh, funding is a big issue because uh, what happens is the moment it's in a temple and we are very particular that we will not advertise anybody's product. So we tell them that you belong to this society, this is a community and this is what you have to give towards this. So we will not advertise anybody. So then, you know, immediately it all drops. And then the moment it's a temple, you know, there are people who won't want to give to a temple. And the people who give to a temple will give if we are creating a Prabhavali where, you know, their names are etched on it. Or, you know, sometimes I find tube lights with people, donors' names there while we are supposed to go to a temple to lose that ironness. Anyway, so that's besides the point. So we said, okay, uh, what happened was the youngest member of our team, we are three uh, of the people uh, who actually work. She said, oh, let's do something fun because even my daughter sometimes complains. She says, I get a life, Amma. You don't even do anything fun. I said, this is fun for me. So she said, uh, there's a drive, there's a rally, shall we go? And the two of us said, okay. And uh, once we started on the rally, the rally was fun. So I said, why are we on this rally? There must be a reason for this. And then the idea came. We said, let's do a heritage drive. So what we do now is we we bring motorsports. This is a serious motorsport, nothing to do with speed. But it has everything to do with the skill of driving, the skill of navigating. And maintaining your speeds. We said let's let's do motorsports. And uh, the destinations are all heritage temples. And then we said let's do tree planting everywhere. So we do two rallies. One is uh, in September which is a long rally of 1100 kilometers. And uh, the first trip was to Hampi. And uh, the whole experience was amazing for us also because it was the first time. And as, as as organizers, we had to reach before anybody reached. So, well, I do like uh, driving. So, I was driving at 140, 150 kilometers, as much as my car could take. Because we had to reach, we had to be the last and we had to be the first. So, we'd have to wait for uh, 45 cars to get flagged off before we reached. So, we do it twice in the year. At first, we had said only once. But then, of course, you know, it's... Uh, I I don't know whether it's self-flagellation or it's just this crazy uh, involvement with our heritage that makes, drives us to do things, uh, you know, constantly. So we've made it two drives. One we do in uh, February, which is a one-day drive. And that is a part of our Guriyasam Brahma. So even when we visit the temple, we have uh, performances in the temple. So you can see we had a dance performance. And uh, the other one is a three-day one where uh, we included with our Srishti Samrama, but both, both in both the drives, we plant trees wherever we can. I uh, remember in one of the temples, we had to pay 50,000 to ASI for us to bring uh, uh, 25,000 worth saplings to plant and to have a performance outside the temple with no stage erected, nothing. But that's besides the point, you know, that's, we have all these archaic laws. And I mean, that's a whole different uh, topic. And, uh, so each time we try to do something different so even when we have the three day drive in the night we have a performance and then we when we, we always have a briefing day on the briefing day we call one of the uh, we call a, either a sculptor or a temple architect or a historian to come and speak about the places that we are visiting so they have knowledge ahead of time and then we make a whatsapp group of all the participants so we keep posting uh, different material on the temples and then we uh, the first drive, we didn't do it. From the second drive on, we also give a daily quiz. So it's not only the skill of driving, navigating, calculating. They also have to answer this quiz. And we put up a quiz. And if they do not answer the quiz, they can't register. So the quiz is there before the registration. I tell them it doesn't matter if you go to Google Acharya, but at least get to know this much. So the, the questions are not just about the temples, but it's generally about... You know our heritage and culture, and the temples too. So the, uh, the drive has been really nice. Uh, we at least get uh, a minimum of twenty-five cars. Uh, it goes up to fifty. Uh, managing fifty is it's quite a it's quite a job. And uh, we have a technical team who are people who have been seven times national uh, winners, and they conduct international rallies, etc. So we try not to compromise on anything except that we do not get a whole lot of time in the temples. So we are still trying to see how we can do everything and still manage it. So this, while we are planning this year, but I guess, uh, you know, Ishwara has different reasons for not doing it this year. But when we do it next year, we'll do it such that, you know, there's a whole day left just to enjoy the, and savor the temples. But I think this is like a small little card, you know, small little inspiration. So I know several of the people who came on the drives have gone back to these uh, destinations to look at the uh, temples. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. We have a temple architect also travel with us. (coughs) And this last one day, and of course we plant trees everywhere this last one day rally we also visited a goshala so we try to give them a complete experience of everything that uh, happens in our heritage and culture and we make a request that everybody wears only hand woven fabric and then we you know we give a small little write up about the hand woven fabric of that area so we try to make it as holistic as possible even though that word is a kind of an archaic uh, much bandied word we try to bring every aspect of our culture into it. And our uh, food is all Sattvic. We do not have anything that is not Sattvic. Of course, there's no smoking and no drinking. And uh, I'm watching like a hawk because one or two uh, drivers the last time pulled out a cigarette and I just made them put the whole pack into the dustbin right in front of me. I said, environmentally and you know, mentally, let's, let's all concentrate on what we're doing. So we also have a small yoga session in the morning so that they, you know, they, they're stress-free when they drive. And uh, I guess that's... Go to the next slide, please. So now coming to the awards for the drive and even the mementos for our... Uh, for the uh, uh We definitely give everybody a small little plan. And it's really nice that, you know, many of the artists send us photographs when their plants have grown. And uh, we go to the last tea. Every one of the mementos that we give are made by artists and they are uh, commissioned. So we have one young bronze artist uh, called Yatin who is very cooperative. So each time, uh, depending on the temple that we are going to see, the last time it was a Ramayana theme. So we had uh, Anjaneya. We had visited uh, a Shiva temple. So we had uh, the uh, nandi and even these you know the fabric these these plates have a uh, medley of fabrics which are all handmade fabrics and then we give a medal to everybody which is also sometimes it's terracotta mix we have a mascot that we give every time so each time the mascot is different we have a write up on the mascot of course our mascot for the entire tribe is garuda so we, we have a whole write up on garuda you know uh, so that people know exactly the significance of garuda uh, And uh, I think I have said a lot about I have one more uh, video that I'd like to share uh, the Veda Parayanaman. And what we do when we have Budiya Samrama also is at every venue, we try to call one of the Matadipatis to come for the program the, the Vedanada. So when we had the sacred sound as our team, uh, we, we had a Vedanada, uh, you know, we had a whole group of uh, Vedic uh, people who came at Shant. It was just amazing. what they did was just beautiful and we had the Hariharapura Swami Mathadipati and their people said he'll come only for 10 minutes but he stayed for the 2 hours and I'd like to share you know it's it's just a 1 minute uh, video is it working? not working Uh,
3: अजय हम <laughs> And Karak
2: in
3: the
2: 嗯 oh.
1: has a different Veda Purusha. So we had them paint the Veda Purushas for the background. And then uh, we had, uh, every Veda has a certain Raga that's that, that's to be played. So we had the Vedic uh, pundits also explain on that. And uh, the last time we had uh, to involve children also, we had what was called Balakala Leela. We had about uh, 10 or 15 children's troops and it was amazing to see the amount of uh, practice and precision with which these children uh, performed. It was, it was just, it's, it's, you know, it's an unbelievable experience. Uh, And it's a great learning journey for us. Now I would like to say a few words, take me to the last slide. Uh, When we say we want to reclaim the temple for the future generations, uh, unless we reclaim them into our culture, having these sacred spaces, is not going to have much meaning. Uh, well, you gave me forty-five minutes. I think I still have nine minutes. I know I'm eating into all your lunch time. I hope you're not all leaving because it's becoming too long. But uh, I'm really sorry. You know, actually, there's so much more to share, but I'm just kind of cutting everything short. So, uh, for a start, I think we should visit temples with children. We have to create a relationship for them with within the temple. And, uh, you know, our uh, intellectuals have to know that bhakti is not backward, actually. And uh, spirituality and religion are not separate. Every ritual has a meaning. We just have to think about it. It's like even tying the mango leaves across the uh, door. Why do we do it? Has anybody thought? Uh, there is a, a There was an environmentalist who had thought about it and they had done some research. There's another uh, Vedic botanist who has done research. In fact, he says that when uh, uh, on a festival day, when people walk into your house, you know, there's a lot of people that come in, the air gets uh, 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 purified because they come through the mango leaves. And, you know, like this, there is so much that, you know, we have to explain some of it because actually, if you think about it, the answers will come to you. But since we are a non-thinking society, we have to talk about it. We have to share this with the children. It, it, you know, it really uh, makes me very sad when people are talking about idols. We are not idol worshippers because idol worshipping is idol, you know, I-D-L-E. We worship Murtis where those are manifestations. They are not symbols of God. Those are manifestations of the supreme being because for us God is everywhere, in everything. And, you know, these are things that we have to talk about to our next generations. Because otherwise, you know, this whole concept of, you know, being traditional is backward or, you know, the the standard question that's asked me me is, oh, are you RSS? I said, well, uh, you know, if you want to think of me as RSS, go ahead, think of me as whatever you want. But we have to think very deeply about what we have because what we have is simply amazing. The more I look at it, the more there is to learn. And if we don't, if we don't visit temples, why is that going to survive? Every person has a duty to visit the temple. You go, you know, if you don't feel that you have to go and stand there and pray, doesn't matter. Look at the beauty in the temple. But visit the temple. Make it a place that is live. I've had people coming and telling me, oh, I have not come to a temple for 25 years, but I came because of the music program. I said, well, I hope this is you know, the first time after 25 years is going to be one of many times more, you know, doesn't matter whether the music is there or not. It's filled with this uh, vibration. Just feel it. Sit down. Enjoy the, enjoy the situation. Unless the next generation is rooted, for whom are we going to reclaim these spaces? So, it's not just our conducting these programs, but all this change has to happen with every one of us. And I think I have... Uh, I think I've covered quite a bit. We actually had one more video, but all our videos are online. If you say the Heritage Drive, you'll find uh, the videos. We've been featured in every one of the Auto Track magazines, which we was quite surprised. We thought that if we say we are going to uh, uh, temple destinations, that uh, you know the fast moving, uh, you know the now generation won't want it. But uh, without fail, even if we don't approach them. They come. They take uh, whatever information they get. We've been featured on the outer covers of the auto track magazines. So this is the long and short. I know there are many more things that we do, but we really don't have the time. It should have been a half day given to us, and you know, I'll I'll guarantee you you won't have been bored. And in fact, we had one program in the temple where we made it an immersive program where the the uh, the uh, audience was a part of the performance. Maybe we should just play that and end with that. Okay, one second, one second before you play that. Okay, so uh, this is what we want. We want that the devotees become responsible. You know, everybody, it's not difficult in that, you know, everybody, if everybody tries to do something, you know, you can just go to the temple, sit down and say, you will teach something and people will come. You can help with maintaining the little garden that they have. You can, And I'm, I would like to say that since we started, now there are many temples where many organizations have started having uh, dance and music performances. See, this is a double way of, of uh, doing this. Even for the artist, it's a reminder that practically every activity, you know, like Swami Dayananda Saraswati will say, there is no aspect of life that is not divinity centered. And, you know, there was one of his talks that I was listening to and he was, you know, he was making a, a very light-hearted, and lighter way. he was saying, he says that, you know, every turn there is a woman in your life. He said, you want to read a book? That's Saraswati. You want to earn money? There comes Lakshmi. Then you want some strength and there is Durga. So, you know, every activity that we have, he says, even if you stand in front of the mirror and you're dressing up, it's Alankara. You are dressing up where the Atman is housed. So if we start thinking about that, everything we do is divinity centered. So the other thing that people can do is maintain this database of devotees in the temple. Most of the temples have computers, but you know they don't have people who can do that. And uh, preserve and nurture temple property. I see so many people coming; they take the prasadam and you know they just dump it there. I mean, why not we be a little more sensitive to it? And you could create a lot of, you know, innovative, immersive activities. So I hope all the audience here will be people who, and, you know, somebody told me, why don't you have volunteers? I said, we are constantly asking people to help us out. But, you know, when it comes to the last minute, I find that it's three of us. And uh, well, God has given us and Ishwara has given us his grace and blessings to run it. But I would really be happy if people... You see, if you look at our website, it needs updating. I don't have anybody to do that. And uh, I'm looking for people who are passionate about it. I I mean, we could pay somebody to do this, but I don't want to do that. I want people to work from their hearts for it. So having said that, we'll end with this immersive program that we tried in the temple. Uh, of course, the budget for that is like uh, mind-blowing. But uh, we we said we have to try it once. So...
2: We'll just look at
3: that and we'll stop. Namaste, Vajro Bhava Pratyaksam Brahma Se Bhava Pratyaksam Brahmarsi.
2: उदाम <laughs> तक You mm-hmm. oh, will
1: The, there is a there's a whole beautiful video on the drive, but uh, I guess we don't have the time to watch that. So I'm really sorry that uh, I've eaten into your lunchtime and I once again thank uh, Indik and Shefali and uh, all the viewers for being there. And if you have any questions, you can always just uh, email me on puria.samrama at gmail.com and if you do want to start this festival in your place, we'll certainly help you. I have spoken to people in Orissa to do this, I hope our uh, Ashutosh Mohanty can do something about that. So Namaskar and thank you very much.
4: Thank you Akka, thank you uh, very much and uh, I'm glad uh, you made that uh, offer to help other towns and cities uh, uh, to, uh, to give your expertise and uh, uh, consultants, uh, consultancy. Uh, I'm very pleased to announce uh, to all the viewers that Indica Academy would be happy to give a grant of one lakh for any person who wants to do something like Gude Sam Brahma anywhere in India. Uh, so please do write to us and uh, at hari at indica.org.in or namaste at indica.org.in and um, send us a proposal and we would be happy to give a a seed grant for you to get uh, cracking. Uh, I also want to announce that uh, for people who are inspired by Bharat and Ashutosh's uh, and Gurpreet's uh, presentation to please uh, uh, work on coffee table books uh, about your local temples and uh, we again we would be happy to uh, publish them. In fact, uh, next year we are publishing Shafali's uh, coffee table book on textiles also. So we are also publishing Rukuni Vijay Kumar's uh, uh, book uh, on her dances on Shivaratri. So we were very glad to publish uh, these books because these do make a, a difference. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Hariji, for that uh, wonderful and uh, very, very optimistic announcement that fills us all with hope. Thank you, Vijayakha, for a wonderful presentation. And this is exactly how I wanted to end this presentation. We started off on a high note about the connection between spirituality and temples and how our temples are an extension of us, uh, of, of, the, of the Purusha and Prakriti within us. And then people talked about different kinds of temple architectural styles and we ended up with this hopeful note about how we can reclaim our temples. I would like to reiterate the question that Vijaditi has written in her uh, presentation and leave you with that question which is a very important question and i think we all need to think about it unless the next generation is rooted for whom do we have to reclaim the temple spaces we absolutely have to ensure that what we have and it's a tremendous legacy it's a legacy that is very fulfilling it makes you a better person it makes you a better human being it makes you a better global citizen to understand your own traditions and to understand the thought behind temple architecture so please let us get involved I would like to thank Indyk Academy for giving me this opportunity to curate this webinar. 1,500 people registered for this, which is huge for a webinar. When you know that there are interesting talks going on everywhere like five times a day, but 1,000 people registered for it. When we started, there were some 400 participants, and more than half of them stayed, even though the webinar is for four hours continuous speakers. And it's it was very um, you know even though it was very interesting, there was a lot of information, and people these days they say that your attention span is very limited. But uh, today's participants have shown that, (coughs) excuse me, if the subject matter is important, then people stay because. There is, there is uh, so much that we have to understand about ourselves, about our past, about our ter- heritage, and about our temples. Uh, to end with again because I am an optimistic person I would like to leave you with a mantra about what we can do to take this moment forward Hariji has already made a very generous announcement that if anybody wants to take up uh, the honors of starting a festival like this in their neighborhood temples in their city's temples then uh, Indic Academy would be happy to support it financially we will all be there to support it in whatever way we can but I leave you with a mantra I, I am a mother of 14 years Old uh, high schoolers, you know, and when they study, I realize that how much mnemonics are important. So, here is a mnemonic for you to take home. It's a very simple mnemonic, it's called Hindu. Hashtag Hindu, H I N D U. So, what does H I N D U stand for? H is help. As Vijay Didi said, and as uh, everyone keeps saying, help your local temple. You just pick one day or a fixed time in a week, but offer your services to the temple. It can be anything. It can be as simple as keeping the temple clean. It can be simple thing as telling stories to your uh, children who come there. Something, but volunteer your time. Help your local temple, help your local spiritual ecosystem interrogate, ask, talk to the people, talk to the pujaris of the temple, find out about the Purana, know more about the history of the temple, talk to the elders in the area, maybe they have some interesting insights. Usually oral history is not recorded, but we come to know so many interesting insights just by talking to people. So always question, always ask for stories, Uh, narrate and nurture once you understand the stories, once you read a little bit more about it, once you know a little bit more about the temple, don't keep that knowledge to yourself. Narrate that story to other people who come to the temple. Maybe write about it, maybe blog about it. You know, share that knowledge so that other people can also get interested in it and nurture. Nurture this, what we have. We have lost quite a significant amount of it, but let us not lose any further. Let's nurture our temples, let's nurture our heritage, let's nurture our past. D is for document. As I said again, these days it's easy to document. All you need is a good phone, a good camera, and a good Wi Fi system. Make small videos, just record everything, record interesting uh, rituals in the temple. Every temple will have its unique festival. Why was this festival formed? Does it have any meaning? What is the what is the underlying symbolism behind it? Talk to the Pujaris, talk to the elders in the area, but document it. Make these tiny little uh, movies and put them on the internet. So what if in, initially nobody sees it or nobody reads them? What is important is for you to be consistent and to build upon this body of knowledge so that one for one year you kept documenting just one temple in your neighborhood. After one year, you will see that you've got significant amount of material to come up something, uh, to Come, come up with something significant, either a movie or a book or a series of blogs or documentaries, anything. But the, you need to start and we all need to be consistent about it. The last is the you. The you in Hindu is to understand. We can do all this only if we understand. And by that, I don't mean read. I don't mean acquire information. I mean truly understand. Know about our rituals. Know about our temples. Understand the meaning behind it. Understand the meaning of rituals. As Vijititi said in her presentation, the rituals are not meaningless. There's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of thought put behind it nothing in our culture nothing in our dharma is actually meaningless there is always something that goes beyond the obvious there are layers to it so understand those layers read up about our own history read up about our own culture and if we can just do this if we just be hindu h-i-n-d-u and we do it consistently i think all of us will make a lot of difference Please remember, and this is something that we need to remember 24 by 7. No matter, I have been seeing uh, people's comments of this, uh, of the participants. And it's very, very interesting. Somebody is logged in from Jammu and Kashmir, somebody from Tamil Nadu, somebody from Bihar, somebody from Bengal. We are all parts of the same whole, the same uh, idea, the same Sanatana Dharma. Let us celebrate it, let us understand our culture, let us celebrate it and uh, make sure that our temples are there for our future generations to understand, to once again form our social cultural life around it. Once again, a huge thank you to all the speakers, to Dr. Dilurkar sir for taking time out from his busy schedule to do this for me just based on one request. Thank you to Bharat and Gurpreet for that amazingly beautiful visual presentation. Thank you, Ashutosh, for throwing light on a subject that is not, uh, not that mainstream yet, that is Kalinga architecture. And I think there is so much more, as you very rightly said. Unfortunately, in a four-hour seminar, it's not possible to do justice to all the subjects and speakers. And thank you to Vijaditi for leaving us with a note of hope for uh, showing within our actions how we can reclaim our temples, how we can save our saints and how we can make temples once again the nucleus of our sociocultural lives. And once again, a huge thank you to Hari Kiranji, my mentor, somebody I look up to and somebody who has ensured that uh, I work on a project that's bigger than me. And I'm just grateful for all the participants for having given four hours of your life for this. All the lectures will be recorded and will be shared on the YouTube channel of uh, Indic Academy. So please check in. I will be sharing the links in my uh, social media as well as Indic Academy's social media. You can search for Indic Academy's website and you'll get to know about all the things that the Indic Academy is doing, the various grants it does, the various workshops it gives, uh, in the multiple ways in which it encourages people to take uh, part in this process of Indic Renaissance. And uh, finally, I would like to request uh, if any one of you who has attended the whole webinar and who is interested in writing a proper report on it, uh, documenting it, then please do so. Indic Today will be pleased to publish it. And uh, uh, you can contact them. You can go to the Indic Today website. You will have their editor's email and you can send it to them and they'll be happy to publish it. And once again, thank you for a wonderful morning. I think it's going to be there in my mind for a long, long time. I hope you all found it as fruitful as I did.
4: Thank you so much. I have one uh, one last announcement. Yeah. Uh, This afternoon, 4.30, we have a legacy uh, partnership uh, series webinar with Michelle Denino. Please do check our social media uh, to get the link and please do join us at 4.30. And tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., we are starting a month-long festival, global festival of yoga. We have a vertical called Indica Yoga. So we are doing a one-month-long festival with more than uh, 90 speakers for 30 days. Every day, we'll have three sessions. Again, please visit indicayoga.com and register. And we are also going to release... uh, uh, Last year, we started our Center for Soft Power. uh, Vijayaka is the director. Uh, she uh, uh, she conceptualized, created, and produced this amazing video last year uh, celebrating uh, yoga uh, dance uh, by Rukmini Vijaykumar. And this year also we are doing the same thing. Uh, this also will be released uh, as, as of now. The editing is going on. The shooting was going on till yesterday. You saw some snippets of it on social media. And we'll be releasing that tomorrow at 7 a.m. So do log in. And uh, we'll be releasing that video and our festival for yoga will be starting. Thank you so much.
1: Can I just say one word? Our last year's video was called Yoga and Yoga. It's available on the internet. And uh, this year what we are doing is we are looking at uh, the personification of the uh, Shakti and how uh, female energy is uh, also what uh, yoga does. So, it's a completely different concept because normally when we say yoga, people are only thinking about hatha yoga and asanas. Of course, there will be a couple of asanas too. So, we look forward to all of you promoting it in your areas, in your groups, etc. So, thank you.
4: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much.